yeah, Parker's uh, stranded with a, a broken car, then. Yeah. Yes. Alternator <laughs> problem. I don't know what that means. What is an alternator? Does anyone know that? I'm, I I do, yes. It's the thing that converts your battery power into, like, car power. Or the other way around. It converts your, like... Engine. Gasoline into electricity. Yeah, it okay. uses the engine to charge your battery. Okay. So that's why his car's dead. Yeah. <clears throat> and why is it an alternator? It Stop asking questions. Because al- it alternates the gas into energy. I don't know. Why, why isn't it called a changer or a converter? Why is it- because. Beca- I'm pretty sure it's Henry called an Ford alternator because of the motion racism it makes. factory. He didn't want to call it that. <laughs> Henry Ford, too busy busting unions to come up with sensible car names. <laughs> Oh, God. In his colony in Brazil that he was using for tire rubber, he didn't. He wanted to make sure that the Amazonians couldn't pronounce the car names. Meet the Press is brought to us by Boeing this morning. Ooh. Uh, I wonder what they're going to tell us. Did they're you gonna... see... Which country will they say we should bomb? Hmm. <laughs> they don't care. They just have to keep making airplanes. A couple well, months what... ago, did you see the Marvel Northrop Grumman partnership? <laughs> what? <laughs> that was what? like that. They that did. partnership was literally when we went from late capitalism to latest capitalism. That was like that. There is nowhere else we can go. Like, like you can't even be ironic about Piper. it. It's just <laughs> yeah, because they were gonna have Northrop it's Grumman. Parody. It wasn't. It wasn't enough. To have a guy whose superpower is owning an international arms company, who is not <laughs> enough to do that, they had to have a guy. They literally had to have people from a real international yeah, arms no, company. That's already in who Tony Stark is, like a defense contractor and Batman, is massive is, wealth, basically. Well, but that's the thing with Batman is that Batman is not like Batman just has a big like a diversified portfolio right yeah i mean yeah but i mean still wayne industries has got the cover to make a lot of that shit (laughs) well i mean yeah tony stark is the only arms dealer but wayne industries is got the cover to make a lot of that shit because they do sell weapons well yeah yeah, but wayne industries is like like boeing where they're like okay it's important that we sell bombers but northrop Grumman is 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 the Tony Stark company. Yeah, it's yeah, no, it's the Tony Stark company. Except they made one with actual Northrop Grumman, the real company, and it's not just like one, like one arc where it's like, oh, we have to partner with these guys. They legitimately made it, it's an entire like new series that is just Northrop Grumman using their defense contracted signature drone strikes to defeat bad guys. <laughs> Yeah, uh, except instead of killing 12-year-old people, they're killing, like, people that look scary because of how they're framed on screen, so you're okay with it. Yeah. No, actually, it's still schools in Yemen. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, the American populace is okay with that. We, 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 we're we aware. We've moved past it. Does, yeah, I was watching the NFL. Whenever, dude, <laughs> th- this new SWAT program on the NBCs, oh my god. That is a whole nother level. They just have good-looking dudes kicking down doors and shooting bad guys. I still can't get over the fact that NCIS is, like, far and away the most popular TV show in America. I mean, Law and Order. <laughs> because I, I've, like, watched a surprising amount of it, and I'm just like, this is just bad. It's the same episode every time, and then they have bad jokes. How, do you, how does anyone enjoy this? Go Troop. And, it's just, and, and there's so many of these fucking cop shows that are the same show every week. Yeah. 
And it's just like, what? What is this? It's, it's the it's only good pattern. one is CSI Miami, though. That's I, I have to say. You only like yeah, it because of the got theme song. Ratio with the puns. Yeah, because it always had a wonderful start before they go to the the fucking intro. That's good. That's good television. Right you're you're just a fan of puns and the Who, not CSI. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did I'm love that NCIS was just like, okay. you know, what's a thing? Uh, Israel, Palestine. Also, Israel's in the right. Shut up about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have fucking Israeli special ops soldiers come over here and just fuck around and beat up American citizens because it's fun for them. And then we go help Wait, them. Wait, is this a new TV show where Mossad is? No. What is it? Ziva in NCIS? Oh, yeah. That's She's true. a Mossad yeah, yeah, agent. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. We just bring fucking Israelis over here and have them kick the shit out of Americans to train. And then we send them back so they can beat up the Palestinians. Don't ask Actually, questions. Actually, that is... That is like the clapping hand meme, you know, like the Twitter one where it's like, Israelis need more representation. Or like, Mossad needs more representation. <laughs> more female um, settler colonial police in television. <laughs> Please. It's just, I don't know. Sometimes I watch shit <laughs> that, like that. But that just... laid the groundwork. That laid the groundwork for Wonder Woman because the whole thing in Wonder Woman, she's yeah. selling it on like, uh, it's. Zionism is cool, guys. Also, <laughs> how do we deal with the fact that the bad guys in World War One are the Germans, but not Nazis? People can't comprehend that. Yeah, it's the fight against good against evil over who gets the largest share of their colonial African dominions. <laughs> it's clearly a black and white good versus evil fight. Very straightforward. The only bad guys in World War One were obviously the Hun. Um... Yeah. I. <laughs> I'm going to need you to not disparage the Russians like that because the only <laughs> bad guy in World War II was the people who died. <laughs> and it was the <laughs> Russians. I do love how we did, how we managed to do that in World War II. Though. That's like classic that we're like, it was like the friendship ended meme where we're like World War II over. Friendship ended with Soviet Union. Now our friend is continuing colonial empires for the French and British. <laughs> Oh man! Also, rehabilitating Nazis so they can fight the communists because we didn't just have you know. Shut oh, up! We were the going to space. War in the history of mankind. We were, <laughs> we, we were going to space. Don't ask questions. We don't need this kind of anti-American talk. To I, I will say the show is openly. We were going to space. Operation Paperclip is not a problem. Yeah, that's uh, true. If you can think of a better way to get to space without Nazis, I'd like to hear it. Honestly, I never thought I'd say this, especially after last week. The one time Elon Musk is the better option is when it's <laughs> Elon Musk versus Nazis. That's the one time. No other time. Also, if you haven't seen Iron Sky, that is a movie that is worth watching. It's oh, fantastic. I wanted to watch that. I want to watch that. I, I, should, like I some, should watch that. It's some film student's B-movie about... Nazis didn't actually get eliminated at the end of World War II. Like the last few of them fled to the moon oh, and have been building their Adam, Nazi empire. Say, do not say you believe that unironically. Oh no 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 no. Okay do okay okay. That. Every every saucer shaped UFO you've ever seen has been flown by a Nazi. The V3s. Remember the V2 was the rockets yes, that oh, they. Yeah. No, the V3s are the circular saucers. They took all of those into the center of the Earth. Now they're fine. Um, Marshall Applewhite. <laughs> Has a whole diary published online 
uh, where he flew into the center of the earth and uh, the Nazis picked him up and they were like 12 foot tall now because like there's less gravity. Don't ask questions. Uh, it's all there's less gravity in the center of the earth. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. The only person who (laughs) can talk about V2 rockets and make less sense than gravity's rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) Gravity's rainbow makes sense because it was trying to express the horror of of world war two. Adam doesn't make any sense because he's about to start talking about lizard people. No, no, there's no. Then we're gonna get a, 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 another round of complaints. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe we should start the show before we get into deep okay. into Adam's lizard talk. Okay. okay, we can start the show. Many months has come and gone since I wandered from my home in those Oklahoma hills where I was born. Many a page of life has turned, many a lesson I have learned. Well, I feel like in those hills I still belong. Way down yonder in the Indian Nation, I ride my pony on the reservation in those Oklahoma hills where I was born. Now way down yonder in the Indian Nation, the cowboy's life is my occupation in those Oklahoma hills where I was born. I'm Adam Burnett. I'm Paul Roberts. And I'm Stephen Lessman. And this is Red Star Over Oklahoma. We are a small political and news podcast broadcasting about left Oklahoma. Uh, this week, we're going to dedicate the show to Rosa Luxemburg and Carl Liebknecht. Liebknecht? I can't say that in English. Um, who were murdered on the 15th of January, 1999, uh, 1919, 99 years ago, to the day that the show's coming out. Um, to quote the last words she ever wrote, your order is built on sand. Tomorrow the revolution will rise up again, clashing its weapons, and to your horror it will proclaim with trumpets blazing, I was, I am, I shall be. Um, I think I think that Rosa Luxemburg and Karl Liebknecht are two of the greatest people in the history of the socialist movement, guys, and, you know, just want to give a shout-out to my homies who, who died for the cause. Yeah, absolutely. Rosa Luxemburg... For any listeners who don't know about her, is awesome. They should read her history and her contributions to Marxism and socialism. Yeah, she's she's brilliant. She's also like the original poster child for like representation, intersectionalism as a Polish Jew writing in German. Um, you know, she she's she's really one of the best thinkers um, after Karl Marx. I mean, so. they named a small country after her, so. <laughs> Yes, the the uh, People's Republic of Luxembourg uh, is named <laughs> after her. That is official show canon. Please write a letter to their embassy asking about this. Um, I will thank is, you. Is Luxembourg the one that you can? Is that the country you could rent out? Because you could just no, that's rename. Liechtenstein. Oh damn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a uh, very enlightening. All right. Well, on to national news for the week. Uh, the first thing uh, we had coming up this week is the uh, rev- revocation of protected temporary protected status for uh, El Salvador citizens, and uh, they this this is something I think uh, we wanted to discuss mostly because of a lot of other events and some context that's happened uh, this week. But essentially, um, in two thousand one. Well, I guess it was 1990. Um, it was 2001. Uh, they started the temporary protective status program in 1990, but uh, Salvador was Salvador extended got in, it 2001. in 2001. Yeah. 
Yeah, and essentially it was just that El Salvador citizens here received protected status so that they couldn't be deported by ICE. Um, was and, what what was yeah. the uh, uh, qualifications for coming over? Well, so the deal with temporary protected status um, is that it, it, it takes this thing and, and it says that if we would normally deport you, we're not going to deport you. Yeah. Um, so essentially, if you are in the country illegally, we're going to leave that be because you, you, you should not be going back to where you're from. It's not a safe place to be. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, all of these people that have that are from around that time frame and so it's like okay there are massive earthquakes in el salvador and it, the country was already extremely poor suffered for a long time in the 80s under a backed by guess who the u.s uh dictator um and so you know it's, it's not Rebels a, a safe place a to be when they're when they're fighting against capitalists but yeah, so that, this and, is like this means the people who have been here for like 27 years under this provision are now could now have their status revoked, right? Well, it's just it's just 17 years since it was extended to them in 2001. Okay. Um, and they have so, some so like some the, time. The status came into existence in the night. The um, the still yeah. The protections aren't actually expiring until September 9th of 2019. So that's in I don't know I as especially with this Trump presidency I've been very careful about reading when things are taking effect because a lot of this in a certain sense has been rhetoric like some of the tax cuts are like when they say like oh we're going to you know cut taxes yeah, on the middle of, class a lot of those tax cuts won't take effect until next administration or at least next uh and then yeah, they'll be revoked immediately yeah. Like, I mean, the yeah, first thing that, back. you know, the you know, the if the Democrats get into power, the first thing they're going to do is raise taxes on the middle class in 2018 because they can't cut taxes on the wealthy because they're the exact same party as the Republicans. <laughs> but I mean, the, the, the thing with this is that this is so temporary protected status has been granted to about 340,000 people and two hundred and thousand of those people with temporary protected status are from El Salvador. So that's far and away the biggest chunk of them. And he, and he also is not going to extend it for a number of other people, but they're all like, you know, a couple thousand um, living under it. But so this is, you know, this is half of Tulsa that is going to lose the legal protection they have, allowing them to be here. And like, yeah, you pointed it's like to a glasses. city, a large city's worth of people. <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden, open for deportation that are registered with the government. It's just like with DACA. These people have government paperwork. They're registered. Well, see, that's what's infuriating because we came out like, I mean, I, 2001. I, I don't know the details of it, but it's like, you know, come register with the government. You'll be safe. You're given a protected status. And then, you know, much later after these people are settled, they have lives. They've built families in a lot of cases, I'm sure. Now we're just like, oh, well, we're revoking it and we have all your info because you registered with us. Why would any person like trust the U.S. government when they're when they say, oh, come register with us. It'll be cool. Just when they can flip the switch and be like, oh, it turns out uh, we're going to try and deport you now. And now we have all of your information. It's just. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, infuriating. It's 
it's a huge problem too because if we do get some kind of omnibus uh, package law, you know, trying to deal with immigration, why would anyone who is in the country, uh, you know, undocumented in the country, is scare quotes illegally in the country and so on? I don't, I don't like that term, uh, illegal immigrants. I think that's shitty because of our laws are so fucking convoluted that sometimes people don't even know that they're in the country illegally. Like yeah, possibly yeah. Melania um, <laughs> when she moved here. And, and it's just Not like this possibly. is... Not possibly. I mean, but that's the thing is we don't know because... Yeah, because it's so complicated. It's like, so complicated. Yeah. Most well, people who have followed the incredibly Byzantine instructions to get into this country could still be illegal despite doing everything right. Oh, yeah, because yeah, some paperwork's fucked up or something. And the thing is, why are those people, if we do pass something that says we can normalize your status, we want to get you out from underneath, you know, we want to make it so you can act like a normal legal person here and not have to worry about the things. So you can have the legal protections that you have either as an immigrant or a green card holder or an American. You know, why are they going to come out of the woodwork now if it's just a, an election and then they're fucked? Like, yes. Yeah. It's What's the same in... idea as the uh, Iran deal where it's like, oh, we made all these promises to you under uh, President Obama, and then as soon as Trump comes along, we're like, oh, yeah, we're not going to honor that because uh, <laughs> it's a new administration. It's been four years. All of our promises are voided again. Well, it's also – and I mean it's the same kind of thing we've always done with the Indians, but I think much more importantly here, like part of why this is happening is because Congress <laughs> is so unable to function as a body. Because of two-party polarization, like, utterly shitty districting, like, the fact that we don't have a proportional representation system, like a modern country, all, all this shit that has made Congress so dysfunctional, dysfunctional that we depend on the executive branch to do stuff. And when you do that, all it takes is a presidential election for stuff to change. Yeah. Because there's nothing that the law that Obama did, everyone's like, oh, Obama did all this stuff to protect people. No, he did fucking jack shit to protect people if, if Hillary Clinton doesn't win. And that's what we're seeing right now, is that... Oh, you know, we don't have to worry that much about this. Hillary Clinton's going to be our next president. She's not. And now there are 200,000 people that are, because of the failures of Democrats and the fact that Republicans are just massive scumbags, are well, facing the, deportation. The, thing is the a, Democrats never, months. yeah, all of these like things that the Democrats built up, like, you know, the protections, but even like military things, they never put any like safeguards. There's never any like fail safes against it because, A, they didn't expect, you know, cheese brain donald trump to win but also like even when he does win they're still like well when we get the white house back in 2020 we still want all these imperial powers like we want to keep yeah. them we want to hold on to them we just want to still be able to like wage colonial wars in the middle east just as long as the intelligent party is doing it well, and even then they'd probably be like as long as it's not donald trump it's as long as it's a sand yeah, no, like if it's if, if it were Mike Pence, you would not hear, like, there would be 90% less complaints than there are now just because he, because his racism comes in the form of, you know, 5,000 word Atlantic articles and not a tweet on <laughs> the shithole countries. Yeah, not saying shithole. <laughs> Which is another one of those things. I am so pissed that people have been reporting on this like crazy. Like, like he says, oh, shithole countries when he's talking about this temporary protected status thing in a closed-door meeting with members of both parties from the Senate, right? And, and the fact that 200,000 people with about 130,000 kids that are American citizens are suddenly going to lose their, their ability to be in America legally 
is not the main story. It's that he said a fucking swear word. Well, because it's like you were it, saying. It's, it's, dirty it's words are bad, Carl. Policy. It's about what's a good look and like what's respectable, not about the actual fundamental racism of policies like, you know, revoking the status of these El Salvadorians. Yeah, and it's something that you could totally see Democrats doing, too, is being like, well, you know, to get Republicans out of the table, we had to do away with temporary protected status. And those people shouldn't have been here illegally, and then we wouldn't have had to give it to them. So really, it's their fault. You could see some blue dog Democrats saying that without a question. Oh, yeah. I could yeah. entirely envision that. Oh, yeah. 100%. And then and they don't get in trouble for being racist just because they don't say, well, are these people coming from shithole countries. We need more Aryans from Norway, like Donald Trump. Like, that's not important here. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, like, that's the thing. The, the blatant racism is the only inexcusable type of racism. If you do it through the proper channels, through policy, and have think tanks, you know, weigh in onto it, then it's fine. Yeah, as, long as, you okay. get, you, as long as you can get to a utilitarian, utilitarian place where you're like, look, I have more thinking ability and I need someone to pick the cotton for me. Yeah, if, if and, the fucking Rand Corporation says that Jesus. their algorithms dictate that this racism will improve the economy, then yeah, it's fine. Speaking of, 7-Eleven didn't calculate that ICE agents kicking down their front doors was going to work out very well, but... <laughs> so, I mean, uh, this is this is another one of those things with, the, with 7-Eleven, uh, like, where, because... There's been this retreat from both parties from actually using like the the legislative body to govern to trying to do it through a, through a fucking denuded executive branch to do shit. Something like this comes up, and Donald Trump gets to raid Seven Elevens for for um, undocumented workers. You know, and I mean, also, I think I think, yeah, I think one ahead. of the important points on this is that, and you kind of mentioned it earlier too, but. When we have an executive that is in charge of administering, like, the law in a certain sense, like, I'm not someone who's for, like, straight up and down really strict interpretations of, like, oh, you have to follow the exact word of the law and there should be no discretion. But, like, the more discretion you give prosecutors and law enforcement, which they have a shitload, because, like, but, like, the more discretion you give them, the more free they are to do whatever the fuck they want, which is, like, nice in a certain sense because you get cops who are like, oh, yeah, I'll let you, you know, throw your weed in the trash and I won't write you up or ruin your life. Or, and then you also have prosecutors who are, you know, like the uh, attorneys in uh, uh, Colorado and Massachusetts or in Colorado right now who are saying they're not going to prosecute in-state marijuana stuff, uh, even though – Jeff Sessions is saying he wants to prosecute, um, you know, uh, like the legal forms of marijuana now. And like that discretion is nice in a certain way, but in the other way, it just means that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like they can go start kicking in doors and well, start we, going into Hispanic communities and just ripping people out. When we've got like so much surveillance, so many like street cops walking around everyone is doing something that is to some degree illegal and like you know everyone's committing some sort of minor crime but when you have this massive like surveillance this massive police force out that means they can pick and choose who they're like getting on whatever minor violation you may have committed and yeah. that just makes it super easy for them to be like oh hey your tail lights out also let me see your papers Speaking like they of, do in states like Arizona. Speaking of, or Oklahoma, yo, or Oklahoma. Yo, yeah. yo yeah. shout out, shout out, Green Country DSA for their uh, "Give Me a Break" light event, where they were putting uh, on 
they were uh, putting, uh, helping people get their brake lights fixed to help stop pretextual arrests. So absolutely, no. That's I mean, there's a lot of sweet stuff. Doing that, and that's one of the coolest things DSA is doing right now is taillight repair and car checkups to make sure no one's getting pulled over for bullshit reasons. It's awesome. Yeah, good job, guys. Um, great, great job. Great job to DSA for coming up with that program in general. You know, that's that's good shit. So Absolutely who, who, wants, who wants to tell me about some of this chip funding? Uh, <clears throat> I think I, I can go in a bit on that. Uh, so chip is – the first thing I want to say about chip is that chip is indicative of just the fucking insanity of the welfare state in America. <laughs> um, because chip is a child health care insurance program, right? Great, great name. Very, very straightforward name. I actually like that name. Um. And the whole idea is to give healthcare to children whose parents aren't poor enough to qualify for Medicaid. Normally, they're somewhere between like 100 and 200 percent above the poverty line, um, but whose parents also can't afford healthcare, right? And so the idea is, okay, we need to fund these kids' healthcare. And for what's going to happen now is that Congress has let the funding for the program expire. And now all these kids are going to slowly start losing health insurance. So it depends on the state that you're in, uh, how much funding you have, if the state itself is going to be able to afford to take over the federal government's funding uh, that's going away. And so starting in a week, less than a week, on the 19th of January, some states are going to run out of funding for poor children to have health care. Um, which is a really big deal because this is one of those programs that is one of the best welfare state programs the U.S. has. Putting children in healthcare in the healthcare system makes it cheaper for everybody because you're paying money into the in infrastructure for healthcare and kids don't get sick. Over, like statistically speaking, like some kids do get sick, um, but having but yeah, people you get, in you get the herd immunity and yeah, it's just generally a good idea to allow children to be able to go to hospitals and not bankrupt their families. Yeah, and also for some children, you know, uh, children, for example, that have cancer or something, it lets them get the health care they need as well to have a fighting chance. And it's basically a program that says your parents' wealth shouldn't depend on if you die, as, it shouldn't decide if you die as a child. And the fact that it's left is one of the most, like, cruel things in American politics. Like, think about that. We're literally saying that because we don't want to give money to poor people or something. Kids should die because their parents, normally working jobs, keeping them above the poverty line, aren't rich enough to pay for their health care. I mean, this is, yeah, this is just a continuation of what the Republicans have been doing and what Paul Ryan has explicitly stated is his entire reason for becoming a politician, yeah. to take away every single entitlement granted to American citizens so that the only people who can have access to anything that makes their lives better are the most wealthy people in our country. I love that yeah. people like that never like put the logical chain together. It's like, oh, we have to remove these things. Okay, well, why are they there in the first place? Um, because someone put them there. Okay, why would someone put them there? Um, because they wanted to fuck over business? No, you halfwit. Because they didn't have access to them before that point. So if you take these things away, they won't have access to them again. This, you see one plus one equals two? 
Don't try and do two, one minus one equals zero, you fucking idiot. Well, Why was the two there in the first place? Jesus. It, it's it's incredibly hard to take away entitlements from people once they have them. Like, which, I mean, is, which is why you have so many old people who vote Republican, but are like, you can't fucking touch my Medicare. You exactly. Can't you can't mess with Security. Social Security. Like, that's a just complete non-starter for Republicans because they will lose all of that, like, retiree vote. But because I think the Democrats are just so weak and ineffective and just are slaves to well the democrats don't know what West they want to do style compromise yeah. they won't fight back and so that the the right is actually able to start chipping away at it no and, pun intended the, start chipping away at these entitlements yeah. well and that's I, the thing I, is that is that uh, the democrats set the terms uh, let republicans set the terms every single time it comes to something like this exactly. like right now the, precisely the problem with chip is that both parties have agreed in principle that they want to continue this program. But the Democrats, who didn't do it when they had the power to themselves, who didn't make this like a permanent thing or something, right? No, of course not. Whenever they, they passed fucking that... Obamacare, they didn't do that, right? Because they thought that when Obama is not in power, then the Republicans will offer them the same courtesy, which of course they which, wouldn't. Yes, of course. And, and so the issue now that we can't get it funded is because Republicans are telling Democrats either there will be massive cuts to Medicare and Obamacare or there will be no chip funding. Those are your options. And so the Democrats have to choose between these two fucking things because they didn't do the goddamn work when they had a supermajority in the 2008 to 2010 to make sure that this kind of shit was permanent. They didn't make it like that. It's this kind of neoliberal impotency that's based off of these notions of like – honor and respect and tradition and it's like those things are fine and whatever in in, in no, certain contexts like but it's like gentlemanly sport yeah exactly they, they 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 expect all of their you know like it's like they they've learned nothing from the history of american politics and how executive power swings like a pendulum in this country and they have no idea about like they just think that that's oh crazy everything's unprecedented everything's good oh, oh oh my tradition but it's like they get fucked over on Obamacare and end up releasing a bill and like that was written by right wing think tanks. And then they get in, they're like, you know, they won't fuck us over They'll ever, you know, they've got it. They can do whatever they want, really. But they'll have to, you know, include a couple of us at the table. Like, no, they don't even that, that wasn't even their plan. They were too yeah, busy at each other's throats trying to discuss whether or not the the fucking teabags would agree to ever put taxes on anyone for any reason, which Rand Paul is still in the Senate going, well, I won't put taxes on anybody for any reason, which is fucking insane. This is my bad times. <laughs> Only going to yeah. get worse as the episode goes on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it is. It's they, they are completely just weak, been to any, like, half-hearted Republican attempt to tear down all the programs that they built up and just dismantle every half-built structure they built under Obama because... Yeah, they still think that this like that politics is some like, game still making that it's a it, yeah. fair sport. And, well, that and you, they, it, it, you trade favors. 
there's this like technocratic vision where it's like, oh yeah, you know, we all agree on the fundamentals, so we can come together on what we need to do. Yeah, in, in like, the okay, history maybe, time. Uh, yeah, it's like maybe you all want higher, you know, you all want some lower taxes or something, but we still want the general goals. And it's like, no, no, they don't. No, nope. they don't understand that these are political problems. Well, that's because the thing. there's the, a yeah, because the there's not agreement. Good at politics, they are good at and, and they just have a, forcing what they want through, and yeah, they, they 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 are they know how to violently pass their agenda because and, the and, Democrats just cave and bend because they hope that like maybe you'll allow us to means test and give A plus students uh, nutritional yeah, lunches. Chip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing is is it is it. Is, it's not just it's not even that Republicans know they're doing politics, which I agree. They know that and Democrats don't. It's also that Republicans have a vision for American society. And that vision is on the most part not what Democrats want. Boots stepping on a face forever. Yeah. Like 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 they, Democrats haven't put together yet that the whole Republican vision for America is if Democrats want it, America shouldn't have it, right? Yeah. And, Triggering and, the libs. And, and the Democrats don't have a vision, though. <laughs> the Democrats are just like, well, it was good under Obama. Let's ignore the fact that we had a jobless fucking recovery, a new health care law that did nothing for people's health care, and, and that ignored the, the solution, you know, and, and that we just extended our imperial wars without it. I think well, I think, they, I think they, they, also like the neoliberal and like the democratic party like even when I listen to some of the more like thoughtful people in that group like I think of uh the pod save whatever people and like I mean oh, they're God. in like they're at least thoughtful like uh you know policymakers and like listening to them it's just like their vision is just like if you press on it philosophically at all it just immediately devol- dissolves it was like you guys want free business and free markets but you want to make high like you just want to do everything through like marginal tax raises and then like also like taxing the rich but like you're not really talking about like socialism and like bringing workers rights into this you're kind of just talking about like weird examples of just like uh, how uh, we should raise taxes on certain groups and then like give more entitlements and like it really seems like you're just trying to like trick minority groups into voting for you by like giving them things they just they just want think takes to come up with like numerical solutions to all of these problems with no actual change just kind of stabilizing things exactly as they are well and that's because and and this is actually like like the 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 reading i've put up for this week that'll be in the reddit post uh does a really good job of explaining this that's because the vision that the centrist democrats had that the neoliberals had who've run the party since really like the fucking starting in the 70s and properly when bill clinton becomes president after the reagan presidency um but they got what they wanted there's nothing for them anymore. It's all over. They they can't offer anything. The whole system of thought is moribund. Because yeah, no, it's, it's achieved what it's wanted, and it's pure fucking shit. Like, I have taken shits that are nicer than that vision of America. <laughs> and not on a not on good day. No, like because we're gonna Indian. we're gonna use it to fund NASA. It's it's okay. We're gonna have science again, Carl, under the Democrats. That's what they want. Science to build better bombs. They want, they want some fucking public private partnership where like a state government <laughs> pays all the money for the university, but then Pfizer gets the, the fucking patents. Literally well, a thing that happens now that has happened under Democrats. That's what's shh. Stop. Did we not have a conversation about not asking questions earlier? 
Because this seems like yeah, you're I asking questions. I keep forgetting questions. that, <laughs> that American left. politics is actually just like bedlam, and you have your team, and that's just how it works. You yeah, don't, you yeah. don't think about it. Don't just question let your it. morphine drip flow and sort of kind of go numb to the way things are and always will be. That's that's what you should do. It's, it's how Speaking things of things are, that are and always will be. Just shut Oklahoma up and watch, watch NCIS and take two Xanax <laughs> and then watch the commercials and watch you the know, Xanax ask, commercials. Ask your doctor <laughs> if all of these medicines are right for you and then you won't worry anymore. I was flipping through channels the other day and I accidentally hopped onto the back half of a medicine commercial, which like I'm still pretty blown away that in the U S we have medical commercials. Cause it seems like a thing that like, you know, if you had a disease, you should just go to a doctor and be like, do I have this disease and can I have some medicine and not be like, I saw a commercial. <laughs> Hey, but, give me a couple reds, uh, one yellow, um, handful of blues, and yeah, what are those purple things? I'll try a couple of those to go. Uh, hey, doctor, I heard that I have restless leg syndrome. Is that a real medical problem, or did a pharmaceutical company come up with it to sell, sell stuff? <laughs> to be but, fair, the medical marijuana industry works the same way, and I'll say that's an example of uh, where the system works. Uh, <laughs> yes, I have anxiety over being prescribed medical marijuana, and they're like, hmm, that sounds stressful. I prescribe medical marijuana no you just pull the uh r hanning and be like i climb i, I go bouldering a lot like getting high <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it hurts <laughs> the system works uh, all right so for this week in oklahoma news i think we're gonna turn it over to carl yeah so this week we've got kind of we we sectioned it off into two stories but they kind of bleed into each other so we're just going to do like a running long segment here um and our point of entry, if you will, is going to be the story that came out of uh, the Fox affiliate in Oklahoma City, um, Fox 25, about um, Oklahoma City teachers turning to crowdfunding to get uh, resources for students, right? Uh, and I, I, I think this is pretty interesting because it is, you know, it's just kind of, in a way, it's a feel-good story. It's like, oh, look, people are coming together to make sure students have stuff, and it gets reported like that. And... It's uh, pretty cool, actually, that, what, in the last three years or something like that? Yeah, since uh, 2014, um, about more than 2,000 projects have been funded uh, through this program that OKCPS does to uh, promote crowdfunding for, for teacher work. And they've gotten about $1.4 million um, in crowdfunding for Oklahoma City Public Schools, which, like, on its face is good. Um, I think it's worth saying that you know, it's good that the community is stepping up in that way. Um, Definitely. But this is always framed as like a oh, human interest story or like, oh, look at how giving the community is when the reality is like, look at how desperate the public schools are that they're begging for money online. <laughs> yeah. And, and this um, so this this uh, person, Alta Price. Uh, from the Foundation for Oklahoma City Public Schools, uh, it, like lays it out pretty straightforwardly that in the last two years, OKCPS has seen uh, ten, uh, uh, forty million dollars in budget cuts. Right. So this one point four million dollars they've gotten over a longer time frame than that forty million dollar budget cut, you know, is, is a drop in the bucket. Quite literally, it's it's not e you know it's not even a tenth of the funding that they've seen cut. Yeah, the kindness of strangers does not offset the evisceration of the public school budget by the state. 
Yeah, no, 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 that's all it's it, about. That's this is the, we're we're only going to discuss the fact that it's really nice that technology has gotten to a point. Just think how great it is. We can we can, we don't even have to go to church anymore to get handouts. You can just go straight to your internet. You can have whatever you want on the other browser, and you just put up a couple pics of you looking sad on GoFundMe, and then you're like, "Hey, I'm a teacher. I need some rent money. Help!" And then people and do that. It's so great i i am yeah. i'm totally into the uh I, I think we should start like trying to like honestly divvy up food that way i think it'll go yeah, well can, i think you can I think pray it'll go well. to god that uh jeff bezos has had his extra shot of soylent enema and is feeling somewhat charitable <laughs> at the moment and willing to give out uh, black mirror has made thousand. me watch like all these game shows and like I've been home for the holidays and my family watches a lot of like daytime TV and they watch a lot of game shows where they give away money and like Ellen DeGeneres' talk show and stuff. And it's just like every time it's like I watch these now like they're Black Mirror episodes because it's just like, <laughs> please, I'm dying. I, I'm going to die if I don't win I this they, game. Oh, like oh game no. Show. And then like at the same time in the game show, there's always people who lose and like cry. And I'm just like, I wonder what they're crying for because it yeah, probably is a bunch idea, of they're going to die. My game show idea, which I think would be the perfect, most fitting uh, to our current American zeitgeist, in which the only prize is that the contestants compete over having their debt forgiven. And only one person can win. Only It's like a Hunger Games, but for your like horrible, terrifying financial situation. But only one person wins, and 11 people go back losers. That's having actually to pay off their... $80,000 in just debts. And just it's, as a it's gag... It's called Dr. Friedman's Island, and they go on an island and kill each other, and Milton Friedman just, like, jerks off onto the bodies Be- while he, like, eats dead Chileans. Better. Yeah, it's like Hunger Games, but more dark. It, 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 it It's the exact same thing, including all the murder, except it's just, uh, uh, what's that stupid movie... Brewster's Millions. So it's just whoever can spend <laughs> the most money trying to kill the other ones and also survive wins. And so... I forgot about Brewster's Millions. <laughs> Uh, yeah you just have to you just have to spend more money and because then at the end it's like you just get your debt forgiven but you get no spending cash so you still have to take like economy home (laughs) (laughs) but i mean this is one of the like like one of the biggest moments i think of like this is something we were we were riffing on a bit i don't know if we recorded that for the cold open we had like a 90 minute long cold open this week but but (laughs) We're, we're talking about pure ideology and it's like, this is the purest ideology where it's like, oh, look, the community's coming together to make sure that, you know, poor children can have access to nice things. It's like, yeah, there's an even better way for the community to come together to make sure poor children have access to nice things. It's called voting. It's called funding <laughs> it through taxes and saying that rich people have to pay their fucking fair share instead of relying on George Kaiser to be like, maybe I don't want to live in a shitscape. No, but this is you know? the pure libertarian world that they want, where you can choose to donate however much. You can subscribe to the public school system, and you can subscribe to the roads. You can, you know, donate to the Kickstarter for filling potholes on our shitty highways. Or you I can, was, like, no, see, donate here's the thing. to the GoFundMe to give paper I to would, children. I, I was actually at the, like, Liberty on Tap, uh, which is like this kind of cool thing. It's iffy. This thing in Tulsa, where like a bunch of people that are like like anarchists to like libertarians meet up and like have a talk. And there's this lady who was super mad that she was gonna have to pay for like. She was like, I moved out of Tulsa and I moved to a suburb, so I wouldn't have to pay taxes. And now they want me to 
pay higher taxes for the school system. I don't send my kids to that school. I send them to a private school. And it's like, shut the fuck up, lady. <laughs> shut the fuck up. But that's what they want, though. It's like if every school was private, if I got to pay for my medical treatment a la carte, if I... Well, then I can tell them. Then I can tell them globalist doctors what to do to my body, my good, sweet, beautiful body. I don't want those globalist doctors having the discretion to do whatever they want to my body. It's like literally this Dale Gribble ass. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like the like like it's as if the fucking you know I don't know like the what 120 Oklahomans that are literally Dale Gribble live in the in the Capitol building and okay. no one else is involved the in population of Disney Oklahoma is not up for making fun of in this podcast I'll go ahead and say Adam that you are I'm, Dale Gribble I'm fuck, very fuck, proud here. you are literally Dale Gribble yeah Just, you're a pocket full of to... sand away from becoming Dale you don't Gribble. think I have pocket the sand pocket on me of... right now a pocket full of sand and uh, a cuckold to and a an exterminator American. truck. <laughs> then you're there. Oh man, I would drive the yeah, hell out be... of his truck though. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but who's Boomhauer people... in this? <laughs> Parker. These people just wish that they could, yeah, just have literally no state. They they wish it were the Wild West because they think that they would do well in a place with no laws. That their fat, comfortable existence would continue if Except... <laughs> there was no order or institutions to they, prop that up. They forget well, the fundamental reality of the Wild West that everybody immediately when it was wild was like, fuck that. This is stupid. We need things like this so that we can regulate society instead of having people just murdering each other all the time in the road. It's because they I all want think to be they're able to walk places. They all think they're they all think they're a revolutionary founding father. They all think they're salt to the earth, the toughest guys in the world. And like the other thing is is that they, it all goes back to this dumb hypermasculine idea of like uh, like what their like ideology thinks a man is. And they're all trying to be like, oh, you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. If it wasn't for these regulations, I'd be I'd be Jeff Bezos. I've got all the great ideas, but I got held back because affirmative action didn't give me the spot <laughs> I wanted like the, in my fucking like office party. Where it's the Futurama where it's just like those, you know, those damn poor people take it all my money. It's like, yeah. Fry, you're poor. He's like, yeah, but someday I might not be. Exactly. It's exactly like that. Feet. <laughs> except, except, and this is important because uh, I, I want to go into some numbers on this on this survey. Um, it's only the fucking legislators that are these people. It's not actually Oklahomans. <laughs> it's literally not Oklahomans. It's just we somehow did elect the Dale Gribbles. All right, um, lay, lay us lay us down some stats. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down some fucking like this is like the the like five thirty eight data porn shit that we're going to go into here, right? <laughs> so, uh, the OKEA, Oklahoma uh, Education Educators Association, I think, I don't, I, I don't remember the exact name of the organization, um, but but they're a teacher's organization. They, they hired out some companies, a normal polling company, to do a poll in December of, like, people who are likely to vote and how they feel about stuff, um, how they feel about education funding, mainly. Um, 76% of Okies want to see primary and secondary education funding increased. Um, 56% of those people that want to see that funding increase, so 43% of the total population are willing to pay higher taxes. Um, 84% think teacher pay is too low. 
and 55% of the total population, like if we extend this number, thinks it's far too low. 19% thinks it's somewhat too low. But, um, but you, haven't, it, you haven't talked to the people who comment on Tulsa World's Facebook posts because <laughs> they want to know geez. why this they keep publishing all these bad stories about Trump from the AP and why they keep writing all these bad stories about Trump from the AP. But they're just reposting stories from the AP, and these people don't know what writing means. They're actually <laughs> all Ken M, but racist. <laughs> but actual it's real people, I go to, to their post like... what Trump says now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like Trump. Trump would never say shithole country. Also, yeah, <laughs> they're making him look bad by quoting what he says. Oh, 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 liberals, liberals, or or they are they aren't shithole countries, or or we should keep them here because they are shithole countries. Oh, you can't decide, can you? Whoa. Saw that. Yeah, like, like, liberals like, made Trump <laughs> say that. Obama made him say that. It was like everyone Obama. in the state, they, they want education to be better. No one disagrees with this except the people actually in the legislature. Except like, for the people, yeah, the people in the legislature and then the fucking people that pay money then, to get them elected. Yeah, like 15% of the state who are all whatever, like orthodontists and work for oil companies who send their children to private schools and are like, well, yeah, if I could pay for nothing except all of my own private expenses, then yeah, that's what I want. That'd be good. But except... those are also the only people who donate to campaigns, statewide campaigns. Anyone and... who goes to the me, Philharmonic the in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, and they're um, the only people who run. Yeah, I, I, because you look at some of these other stats. Like, for example... The median increase in teacher pay people want to see is between $5,000 and $5,999. And the largest plurality of respondents, 21%, want to see an increase of ten dollars to $12,000 a year. And 55% want to see an increase of more than $5,000 a year in teacher pay. Yeah, except everyone in our state government is fucking Jeremy Jam from Parks and Rec trying to just give themselves a, like tacky beamer that they can take to their mansion their They're subdivision all... mansion they're, they're also all like all... these people who like like have like belt buckles that are too big and wear cowboy boots to drive their fucking truck that they've never put anything in the bed of because it might scratch the bed of the truck from broken air to downtown tulsa and then like are afraid of the panhandlers that they I, don't yeah, think they also, yeah, I don't think they go to downtown Tulsa. That's way too ethnic. Okay, no, no. Okay, so a, a couple of weeks ago, Tulsa raised a bunch of parking meter uh, rates for parking meters in downtown. Yeah, and I like I was, so I was reading some stuff uh, on on the Tulsa World about it, and like the only people they talked to from the Tulsa World were like rich people who owned shops downtown who were like, oh no, no one's gonna park here to come to my flower dispensary or like my broken plate factory or whatever and like i just had to imagine these just like terrible bougie like 35 and 40 year olds <laughs> who own like little boutique shops in downtown who are just like no a 50 cent raise in parking oh no help help we're I saw, drowning I saw, and somebody like commented on that article and they were like yeah this is going to be a real boon for broken arrows rose district and i was like no no, no one is going to that. Yeah. Halfway no. jabroni. That, what? The, the Rose District in Broken Arrow. Oh, you're so fancy. Oh. oh, oh. I don't know. I, I think I'd be like, all right, I was going to go to downtown Tulsa to hang out, but no, 50, gonna... cents, 50 cents raised for parking? Fuck that. I'm driving 30 miles out half... to downtown Broken Arrow. I'm going to drive half an hour to Broken Arrow so I can watch some guy wearing like um, 
X, what's that shit? X armor or whatever it's called. I don't know. Oh, uh, Under Armour. Yeah, wears yeah. Under Under Armour sunglasses while he yells at his wife and kids in public. Yeah, that's that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I, now. I, I um, think I think my. But I wanna, new, okay, yeah. I wanna. <laughs> no go. I wanna I wanna get back to this poll because the most important fucking dank shit in this comes up at the end, right? Um, and this is where they they ask like expressly, how do you all want to see this tax? revenue get raised and this is where we move in to the the next story um and 67 percent of oklahomans said that they're okay either with just on its face raising taxes in some way to fund teacher pay or because it's necessary since we can't raise teacher pay otherwise right so th think about that two out of every three oklahomans want to see higher taxes think about that and think about the state legislature we have right now everybody i want everyone to have that in their head when you go vote, whenever you write your fucking state legislator and so on, everybody think about that. Um, yeah, and at the core, people are okay with having their taxes raised if it makes the institutions around them better. And they can, like, see that. They know our schools are <laughs> terrible. People are okay with paying more in taxes if it makes our schools less awful. One, it's also the result of having this fucking, like, far-right insane tax plan for so long that we're like, oh, it turns out that public goods go to fucking shit when we don't pay for them. We would well, like that, to pay for them. We're done with that part. <laughs> and it's like, they, it's portrayed just as like, oh, well, our legislator is all anti-tax, so as, of course, all the Oklahomans like are no-tax people, but most voters... Yeah, like they want yeah. these taxes. Well, it's, only, not, it's not the voters, it's no, the legislature. Not only that. 53% of voters support a higher tobacco tax and 54% support a higher income tax on people making half a million dollars or more a year. As a majority of the population wants to see higher taxes on rich people in Oklahoma. I think, literally. I, I think one of the important things to remember too is that um, while a lot of these kind of corporate taxes um, are things that uh, Oklahomans uh, like, do support like there is a big problem that a lot of municipal governments who run sales tax are shit at what they do and way over run sales tax i mean i the in mays county it was like 12 and 13 percent at times and like well yeah oklahoma is one of the worst states for sales taxes yeah, because sales we refuse to tax shit I, I, yeah and i i totally yeah i totally understand that it's just like when, when there there is this weird kind of relationship between like oklahomans feeling for like corporate taxes being like yeah tax the fuck out of them and then like mute i think sales tax and the uh, property tax for ad valorem that funds a lot of shit out in the middle of goddamn nowhere and like oklahomans hate paying their sales tax and they hate paying property tax yeah that's like that's the problem though they frame it as like all taxes are the same and all taxes affect you negatively not that like hey we could do corporate tax and your sales tax and your property tax won't increase but it's just framed as like taxes as this single singular block as a yeah. bad thing and that's how they convince voters to vote for these far right positions yeah it's just like and, and yeah well we could do corporate tax but think of how much you'd have to pay and it's like you wouldn't have to pay fucking anything because you're not Devin, okay? <laughs> you're not Williams. And this is another thing that comes out of this. Um, 70%, over 70% of Oklahomans support a higher tax on tobacco, raising the gross production tax to 7%, and higher taxes on incomes over $250,000 a year. Over 70% of Oklahomans support that as either a thing that has to be done or a thing that should be done. And then... 82% of Oklahomans support a higher tax on 
uh, incomes over half a million. 82% of Oklahomans, because that's not anybody, and those people don't need that fucking money. Do you need no, a course, fucking yeah. lake house in Broken Bow, in uh, up by you, Adam, on Lake Overholes? I don't fucking... No, you don't. <laughs> and everybody yeah, but, knows that. Fundamentally, like, everyone gets that. Well, it's like these aren't hardworking... Yeah, these aren't hardworking Oklahomans that we're trying to tax. We're not trying to tax these people who are, like, barely able to get by. It's taxing the people who are incredibly well off, who give almost nothing back to society, and this would actually be a way to, like, take these people's undeserved money and give it back to programs that benefit the state that they've taken so much from. And, like, also, I think a big part of it, too, is, like, helping people who are also, like, like, to the point that it helps people that are in, like, that hardworking division. It's like, hey, I know that, like, you might not, like, but have something bad like something you can immediately take an entitlement from but like i think of like uh physical therapy a lot with just like people who work who have never had access to like nice healthcare. if we had really great healthcare in this country how many people that could just get on preventative medicine and like drive those costs down immediately yeah well i mean there's, there's so there's still so much blue collar work in oklahoma and doing things like you know preventative medicine getting checkups really significantly reduces healthcare costs in the long term by like getting regular checkups uh yeah doing physical therapy I... that like for injuries you may receive on the job or like you know chronic back problems that might result from throwing boxes or doing landscaping all day just being able to like allow these people to do preventative medicine saves so much down the line or like you know getting regular checkups and things like that prevents you from throwing out your back and being out of commission for 3 weeks you know way down the line well and it's the same with education because having high quality public education means that your kids independent of your income get a better life yeah. You know, at a minimum, or smarter. I'm not necessarily like I do not buy this bullshit that if you get a good education, you're gonna have a good life because that's no, just uh, proven by our generation. Yeah, the <laughs> the idea that you can educate yourself out of a bad situation is, you know, definitely not true. There's definitely well established like casts of our society. Data. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but it's still yes, it's, it's still like when you look at it, we spend a, more than a thousand dollars less than the state that spends the second less amount of money in our region. Uh, per pupil spending and people are like this is insane this is unacceptable behavior for the exact same reason with healthcare because it's like i the fact that i am not well off does not mean that my kids should be yeah but everyone in the legislature is just a you know monorail salesman trying to leech as much as they can (laughs) in the short term with no long-term benefits and then whatever blow dodge to their mcmansion in broken arrow then go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go buy a house illegally and then become the EPA head, Scott Pruitt. Um, Shout out to The Intercept for that story, the fact that he, like, did that. that that's a big deal. Um, but, but yeah, this, there, there is, a, there does seem like they're kind of formulating a plan to restructure the budget, which is kind of the second half of this story that we want to go into. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's, uh, how I kind of want to frame it here, actually, is that uh, the, the bourgeois scum in Oklahoma see the writing on the wall and are trying to get ahead of the pitchforks. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so, so what's up with that, Lasky? Uh, give um, us the breakdown. So the bulk of this plan I'm getting from a Tulsa World article entitled Coalition Including Energy Leaders Proposed Plan to Stabilize Oklahoma's Budget, comma, Raise Teacher Pay. 
So this is um, appears to be some sort of uh, little coalition, a public-private partnership, because, you know, why would you do anything else? Private interests, best way to get anything done. Um, but they discussed a lot of the budget. This is kind of a, you know, some good, some bad type stuff going on. But some of the key uh, objectives to come up with at least a somewhat cohesive budget plan that gives money to some of the institutions in Oklahoma that are seriously lacking, as well as raise some income. So some of the things that they have proposed include raising the state cigarette tax by $1.50 a pack, uh, raising gross production tax for all oil wells taxed at 2 to 4 percent, and raise tax for all future wells to 4 percent, um, so actually, you know, raising the paltry 2% that we tax oil wells at to yeah. a robust 4%. <laughs> um, they want to still... eliminate... Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, go I'll, ahead. I'll just read through all of these and then we can go into them. <laughs> they want to eliminate income tax deductions and tax loopholes, which definitely a good thing. Um, and increase the state's motor fuels tax on diesel and gas. So some of the things they want to... Uh, uh, some of the things they want to actually start funding with this money that they're raising is, uh, of course, raising teacher salaries across the state, establishing a budget stabilization fund, um, different than the rainy day fund that we've already dipped into. <laughs> some behind the music. <laughs> um, <laughs> They want to revise term limits for state legislatures uh, so that they can serve no more than 16 years in the House or Senate, grant the governor direct appointment up. power, uh, require governor and lieutenant governor to run the same ticket, change processes which the state Supreme Court vacancies are filled to attract the largest yet most diversified pool of candidates, independent create an independent budget office, grant voters at the county level authority to structure the makeup of their county governments, uh, revised state budgets to reflect all sources of revenue rather than just the amount to be appropriated and increase the pay of principals and teachers statewide. Um, so there's a lot going on here. Um, which, you know, for the most part seems to be at least heading in the right direction of kind of starting to chip away at some of these loopholes that exist in our state tax code, starting to reduce the, the the dug in politicians and legislators by imposing some term limits and um, changing who how people are appointed to a lot of our state institutions and then of course uh, some tax increases and increasing the pay of teachers all of which is definitely like looks very good on paper the reality of which will kind of see as this develops but it seems like a step in the right direction yeah and i i think i think it's important to note that a lot of what this is is essentially people from industries that you know were involved are involved in the legislative process way more than they should be basically saying that the failed uh grand bargain that we had that almost passed but didn't pass uh in the first special session should be what we go forward with because it already got approved in the house uh, rather in the senate not in the house 
and it just didn't make muster in the house. Um, yeah, and I mean, and, overall, and, that was a, a, a decent, like, I mean, certainly it could have gone farther, but I think that was a decent plan to actually start to address a lot of the problems our state faces. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think it's also a recognition of, of, of the very important reality. That there are two important things, uh, and the first one is just very straightforward, and it's that Mary Fallon has said she will just veto anything that doesn't include a teacher pay raise that comes on her desk. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to get anything done before the 2018 elections, they have to include a teacher pay raise. Um, and, I mean, once again, I'm, I'm still shocked that I'm saying, good job, Mary Fallon. It, it blows my fucking mind. Um, I, I, I despise you with all of my being, Mary Fallon, but good job. No, I mean, yeah, I, we, we have to very begrudgingly give her credit for this, for doing the bare minimum possible to make sure that we even can, like, keep our state government from being dissolved. But, yeah, yeah it's good that that are actually starting to realize, oh, it might be a good idea if we educate people and pay teachers enough to survive. Yeah. So that they don't have to crowdfund for school supplies. So that's not literally, like, hoping that people are nice enough that we can have, like, heating in our schools. Um, Yeah. The, the, like, yes, it's good that Mary Fallon did this, but also, like, funding schools to the point that teachers don't have to beg for money is not a very progressive thing to do. Yeah, that's not a low bar. That's not a Yeah. That's just, like, (laughs) Like, a you need to do your job. The lowest possible bar to clear. Yeah. Um... But I, I think the the other important thing we have to keep in mind when we read through this, and um, I think it's important to say say like the values raised by these taxes, um, mm-hmm. really two of them, right? And the reason the the cigarette tax is on there is because that's what got us into the special session situation. Since the fucking Oklahoma legislature has no goddamn idea how yeah, to pass yeah. laws legally, <laughs> um, that would raise about two hundred forty three uh, two hundred forty four million dollars a year, right? Um, okay, that's fine. Uh, that adds up by itself would be enough to raise teacher pay by $4,000 a year. Um, and I'm going to say why I know that in a bit. Um, but that, that number is a lot more than that gross production tax raise from two to 4%. And then, uh, for all wells tax of 4% and then 4% for all future wells in for all wells in the future for 36 months, which is supposed to raise about $133 million. And I think the Tulsa World article did a good job putting Larry Nichols, the founder of Devon Energy and confirmed lizard. If you look at this photo of this man, he's not a human being. He literally lives on the blood of the poor. There is yeah. no way to explain this. Comes um, from a layer underneath the crust of the earth. Literally, <laughs> cra- he crawled out of an oil well and then was given an oil company. That's the yeah. only way to explain this. Yeah. Probably um, has several blood boys in Devon Tower that he uses to <laughs> transfuse youthful blood into his decrepit organs. <laughs> he he actually does give out chrome to his workers and they spray paint it on their face except they die because <laughs> that's bullshit, Mad Mac. Fate. Um, um, the, yeah, the other big line item or the other big like revenue stream would come from eliminating a lot of the income tax deductions and loopholes and updating our tax code which they say is projected to raise about 175 million yeah and oh and also also the uh the fuel tax on diesel and gas which would be it says here a six cent a gallon raise which would generate 170 million so and 
and a, some a, of those... a diversified, you know, range of different income avenues, as well as a couple of smaller uh, income streams. But yeah. all in all, a, a good amount of money that would be raised for the state. So fundamentally, the point, and so like something like this, raising the state motor fuels tax and the cigarette tax is to tax poor people to yeah, cover yeah. the fact that oil companies aren't going to be paying their fair share to fund the state of Oklahoma. Because at the same time that Larry Nichols and Devon Energy is coming up behind this grand bargain that they want to create, the um, th there's a court challenge from the Oklahoma Independent Petroleum Association, um, there, uh, two challenges rather, to state question 795, which is a, an attempt to get a ballot vote on returning the gross production tax to, tax to its historic levels of 7% full, flat. You know, no breaks at the start, no nothing, just making it 7%. Yeah. And Devin is part of that and is part of the Oklahoma Independent Petroleum Association, right? Um, and so they're coming out for this because they see that there's going to be an increase in the gross production tax while they're also trying to shut down that 7% increase that they see. And that 7% increase by itself would cover the teacher pay rates. There would well, be no need for any of these other taxes, and they want to raise these taxes so that poor people have to pay for it instead of them having to foot the whole fucking bill. Yeah, no, the, the like most, the most money is coming from consumer taxes, not producer taxes. It's the cigarette tax and then the gas tax, both of which obviously affect poor people far greater than they do rich people because a slight increase in the cost of gasoline isn't a problem if you're making 100000 a year, but... For people who are struggling to pay their bills, having to pay an extra, you know, ten dollars a month on gas is a much more a significant difference. difference. Yeah. Having to pay an extra dollar fifty on a pack of cigarettes, which yeah, it's a sin tax, but like, you know, I mean, it's it's not like everything's a sin tax. Be... Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, if you look at like smoking rates in America. Only poor people smoke anymore. No Absolutely rich people nuts, smoke. Yeah. Like it, it, it's not a thing that happens. And it's well, you know, it's, part of it's that basically whole... saying you have a medical problem. We're going to make money for the government off of it instead of taxing oil production. Because cigarette smoking where, is an addiction. You know, it's part of that thing where rich people or conservatives or everything get angry at poor people every time they enjoy a single luxury or a single like anything that isn't essential to their survival. They're like. Oh well, if you're so poor, then how come you have a smartphone? Or, uh, you're you're so poor, then how come you can afford to go to see a movie? Or just like any single thing that isn't eating gruel and paying for a you know efficiency unit apartment is this luxury that you shouldn't be spending money on. You should just be sitting in your box until you go to work and scrimping and saving every single penny. Yeah, you should just, live this. Well, that's fucking, how you like, lift yourself up uh, by your bootstraps. So <laughs> Otherwise, you're wasting your. Oh, like, if you went to see two movies last month, that's, that's... twenty two dollars that you could have put in the bank, sir. You clearly don't deserve your money. Oh, oh that frustrates the hell out of me. No, it's and infuriating. I... Just the I fact mean... that like you can't deign to have anything. You know, you can't have any luxury. You can't have any, you know, entertainment. Nothing like that if you're poor, because that means that you're wasting your money. <laughs> well, do you um, want to do the uh, conservative reading list for the week? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
I've, I, I have do... not read through this yet, so I'm I'm interested. Same. I, I let do... Carl read them to me because I like to hear his 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 tasty voice. Well, and this I, one, and I want the live action anger. I want the yeah. fury coming to me as it's you know enters my brain. Yeah, yeah. So I wanna I wanna say some background for this, right? Because I was looking for a conservative reading list, and I found one, and I, I actually found three. One of them was just kind of like, okay, Oklahoma, and fuck off. The second one was like, okay, you idiots. And it was about the Republican tax bonus. It's like, oh, look, we're seeing all these benefits because companies are, like, giving out bonuses while they fire thousands of people uh, in, like, a PR move, right? Um, and then I found this one, right? And the first time I read this one, and Masha can attest to this, I started screaming. And then the second time I read this one, before we recorded the show today, I started screaming again <laughs> when I got to a certain section. Um, right. I just want to say, before I read the title, before I read anything, two days after they published this article... They published an uh, op-ed called Benefits of GOP Tax Bill Already in Evidence, where they're just like, oh, yeah, this tax bill that blows a fucking, at a minimum, trillion-dollar hole in the budget deficit is a good thing, right? But, okay, I just want everybody to keep that in mind that two days after the article we're doing this week, they they wrote, wrote one singing the praises of a massive blow-a-hole in, in the budget deficit. Um, on to it. Uh, it's from January 8th called Medicaid reform could benefit Oklahoma. Um, yeah. As we all know, Medicaid is that program <laughs> where we're like, maybe poor people shouldn't die of diseases and, and sickness and injuries that are entirely preventable and that we can solve for almost no money. If we well, and by, reform, by reform, they mean gutting. <clears throat> yes. And, and we're going to see. We're, we're going to see about that. Um, so they, they started off. We have written of the need for Congress to address entitlement spending to help get the federal government's fiscal house in order. Apparently, they don't give a shit about that. They like a tax bill that puts a trillion-dollar hole in the it, It's literally two days apart when they start an article saying, we love the tax bill that blows this hole in the deficit, and then also saying, we need to cut poor people money because of our deficit, right? You're, you're, just, just, you're just being a contrarian now, Carl. Are you going to get onto them for every— Every little thing. So no, they publish. Gonna, so they publish contradictory I'm, articles to each other. They're not trying to mislead. They're trying to tell the truth. Days, Both sides. Equal days, representation. You literally, think anyone would think about this, but let, let's get moving. Um, but reform of one program in particular, Medicaid, could also benefit the finances of state governments, including Oklahoma's. Okay, let's hear more. Oklahoma editorial board. Um, Avic Roy, a healthcare policy expert and president for the Foundation for Research on Equal Opportunity, recently pointed out the financial challenges created by Medicaid. Short aside, that sounds like the kind of organization that basically says we should do away with affirmative action because it's racist to white people. Um, in 2016, Roy notes in the Wall Street Journal, a rag of a newspaper, uh, the federal government spent they ran $358 billion. Dollars. No, the New York Post ran that story, uh, and the then Wall the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so the federal government spent $358 billion on Medicaid while states and localities provided another $208 billion. State matching funds are mandatory in the program, providing $566 billion in total. But by 2025, the Centers for Medicaid and Medica Medicare and Medicaid Services estimate national Medicaid spending will reach $929 billion, an increase of 64%. Uh, important to note here, um, this is total funding that they say will increase the 929 billion dollars um not just federal funding not that includes the state matching um <clears throat> now this is the paragraph that i've yelled at every time every single time um uh, i'm reading it now oh god yeah 
go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That trajectory <laughs> threatens to overwhelm many other areas of government. Roy notes the Congressional Budget Office projects federal defense spending in 2025 will total $726 million. Jesus. Meaning the federal government could spend far more on Medicaid than on national defense. Here's the fucking kicker. Despite the latter being far more consequential, they're literally saying that spending money on F-35s is more important than keeping Americans from dying from preventable diseases. That's uh, what they're saying. Listen, listen, listen. We're bomb fucking many kids. We're going to start World War dying. Three. We're going to start think... World War Three. I don't. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, whatever. America's going to start World War Three, and they're just ready. Okay? They know the that the only way we're going to start this country is bombing foreign countries. <laughs> the only thing that we agree on is that yeah, we should have a massive empire of like quasi colonies that we have our military drones patrolling all the time well and when we have a larger military than the next eight countries combined it's not defense it's an empire it's empire spending like our military strategy is how do we fight our two largest enemies at the same time and win yeah like, like that's, and not that say we're fighting them thinking. but but then also like to frame this in a you can have a massive imperial empire or healthcare you have to pick is disgusting enough already, but then in the editorial, they're like, and we pick Empire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, okay. keep, keep reading. Sure, uh, you'll die of typhoid or like tuberculosis, all these eradicated the Antonian diseases, plague. But we At least we will... have our troops in three out of every four countries on the face of the planet. <laughs> yeah, at least we still have massive military engagements in... So... So so keep reading because as as usual, Carl, I don't think you actually might have gotten to the galaxy brain of the comments, but I have no. already checked them oh, and they're super oh, okay. important. The article's still really bad after this, but I, as you all could tell, and Masha was like, "Oh my God, the neighbor is going to call the cops or something." Uh, yeah, it, I'm reading it now. It just goes on, like it just goes on like yeah. this. Well, we can't um, keep our citizens healthy and make sure that we have new jets that can, you know bombs stuff yeah Blow up and, and hospitals so, and I, I do think it's i do think it's so useful to read through it because there's another there's like a, another ideological thing it's doing um but we could go through it a bit fast before we get to the galaxy brain comments um <laughs> so it goes the biggest impact may be felt at the state level as lawmakers struggle to provide an ever-growing amount of state matching funds roy notes this is already a challenge something that will be solved by universal health care at the federal level um State legislatures trying to meet their ever-expanding Medicaid obligations are instead cutting funds for school, roads, and police. Oh, raise taxes. That would work. Um, then they go on. That is apparent in Oklahoma, according to the Pew Charitable Trust. 6.6% of Oklahoma state government revenue went to Medicaid in 2000. By 2015, the program consumed 12.9%, which is about a high-end GDP amount for giving everybody national insurance. So if we just gave everybody insurance instead of just paying for Medicare for Medicaid in Oklahoma, we would spend that same amount of money and have better health care for everybody. Important to note. Um, yeah, but then, also 12% of our budget and revenue is not near 12% of the budget and revenue of a place that would adequately tax its oil companies and yeah. wealthy citizens. <laughs> that would have its gross production tax be at what it has always been historically. Um, yeah. <laughs> to continue, but but to keep going, uh, Trent England, executive vice president of the Free Market Oklahoma Council of Public Affairs, notes the legislator. Great title. Hold on. Oh, the, that is yeah, the off. name Free of like people. a 
literal like evil corporation in like three or four different comic books i'm pretty sure like that's not <laughs> like that's not like that sounds like the people who make the like evil poison that turns like a like a normal person into a supervillain. <laughs> yeah um but so to continue because uh, one of these numbers is going to be important um Notes the legislature appropriate, appropriated $771 million to state match to Medicaid in 2008, and by 2017, the state share had risen to nearly $1 billion. It, important to note, um, state uh, the police in Oklahoma have asked for a budget of more than a billion dollars this year. They're not saying that's a problem. They're not saying that's a problem in a state with a massive prison overpopulation problem because we just throw anybody who has a mental illness and is poor into prison instead of giving them health care. Or we throw anybody that has a fucking dime bag on them into prison. They don't mention that that's a problem. They say that giving poor people fucking health care is a problem. Because there's the one that, thing you never cut. Military, law enforcement, any sort of like okay, well, just we don't massive military. Because you need those we'll to get hired an to deal with them. Do you want that? Do you you have to spend that, that money though because, because you have to – deal with the fact that people keep getting fucking poor and living shittier lives and having to turn to crime to be able to get through or having to smoke some fucking weeds so that they can get out of their bed in the morning and go to work. Yeah. And you no. have to have those laws or even in the state of Oklahoma, you need that to fill the fucking gulags the state spends money on because right? that's no, a thing like, we've reported on. Obviously, yeah, they completely ignore the fact that better schools, housing, and healthcare reduces crime far more than a militarized police force ever could. But it cuts if anything, the profits of the people running our prisons, and we have yeah. a contractual obligation to keep them full. Oh, of course. I mean, that's like one of the biggest industries in our state is private prisons. Yeah, which is just, it's like, it's like, if you work at the Oklahoma editorial board, go into the fucking North Canadian River and drown yourself, okay? Do everyone a favor. <laughs> Not um, the official yeah, position the, of the show, just Carl's position. Just Carl's opinion. Uh, sure. <laughs> no, I can endorse them. Themselves. I'm not calling that's, for violence. I'm saying they should do the moral thing. Okay. Yeah, that, that's don't my private personal opinion them. as well. Not the opinion of the show, but it's not the opinion of the show, but all three of us endorse it. I mean, yeah. Also, but... probably Parker. <laughs> um, Let's just get through it so we can get to those galaxy based comments, Adam. We got four paragraphs to go. It's just it's just a shitty the whole way through. Um, without uh, that dramatic growth in Medicaid, some cuts to other Oklahoma agencies could have been avoided in recent years, despite the financial challenges created by a state recession. Alternatively, higher taxes would solve the problem. Um, and no, that would make the, the recession worse. Yeah, totally. Because it it was not once again an oil thing where fucking oil prices. Don't depend on local markets. Um, All right, I need you to speed through this. It's hurting my brain. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and with the size of the Medicaid program projected to escalate across the country, because people are getting poorer, there's reason to think Medicaid will continue crowding out other state programs in the future, assuming Oklahoma doesn't raise taxes, even assuming Oklahoma's budget shortfalls are otherwise resolved. National Association of State Budget Officers data shows the percentage of states' expenditures on K-12 education has declined as the share going to Medicaid has, in has increased, which they're saying... Poor people yeah, healthcare teacher funding. Yeah, God. Not right. it's, defense it's, funding. This, it's, everyone should smoke because this article is going to give you fucking cancer. If like, you smoke cigarettes, yeah, you, give you, cancer. you can help our schools by smoking cigarettes. Yeah, because you'll increase the tax base, which they're okay with. Um, to reform the system, Roy suggests Congress convert Medicaid to block grants that states could use as they see fit. That change should be tailored to give states uh, pork the flexibility spending. to convert their health care. <laughs> Not only pork—wait, wait, wait for it, wait for it. It gets uh. even better, because there are two things to say about that. 
to give states the flexibility to convert their healthcare entitlements into competitive insurance markets. Literally yeah. every economist says that <laughs> wrong. Stop it. Shut up. Literally everyone uh, says healthcare is not a commodity because you don't buy it when you want it. You buy it. You have to buy it when you need it or you die. It does uh, not work. On top of that, if we make it a block grant system, every fucking state is going to spend that money on drug testing recipients and then yeah, saying, no, oh, we gonna, lost all the money on drug testing and we can't fund your fucking healthcare. They're going to means test the shit out of it and god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I, I, okay. I'm just depressed now. Right, I don't finish have it. Anything. Just get it, get it over with. Hurry yes. up. <laughs> okay. In 2012, Paul Howard, a senior fellow with the Manhattan Institute, examined Medicaid block grants and concluded the they would Project. allow. Yeah, literally just into nuking poor people is what that name says to me. Um, and concluded they would allow states to adopt reforms that help control costs while improving patient outcomes. Among other things, Howard noted the block grant approach would allow Medicaid programs to employ preferred provider networks, competitive bidding, and other selective contracting tools that aren't typical today. Or fucking nationalize the healthcare system and just give healthcare to everybody, and then it's cheaper and we get better healthcare. It's so straightforward, every other country does it. All right, Lassie, um, are you ready to feel better? And it, it's, uh, it just makes me want to fucking scream. So right. much. Here's here's your galaxy brain. The whole right. precipice of Odumo Care was to gradually shift all of the Medicaid costs <laughs> to the states instead of the feds. And you really ridicule Mary Fallon for refusing to accept that? You can't have it both ways. If you eliminated half the fraud, I'm reading this in the capitals it's in, that would go a long way to solving this problem. Also, if you have any assets... <sighs> accept Medicaid benefits and they file liens against them to get their money back. Wait, does that is that accept but the wrong kind of accept? No, he Wait. needs like if you have any like assets and you like get Medicaid benefits, oh, okay. they can put yeah, liens yeah, against see. you to get their money back. But like that's not how that works either. That just works when you don't pay your bills. And then uh. if you if you click open, which is this is the gal this is the next level of the galaxy brain. If you look through this comment, someone comments back to him and is like, You're being really crazy because you seem to hate this article, but also what like even worse healthcare, I guess. <laughs> and he goes on to be like Oh, because this late the, the person that comments back is like has Cornell University on their Facebook, I guess, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, you're from Cornell. You're from Crapifornia." He says Crapifornia, <laughs> and this is he's like, "Why don't you? Uh, you obviously have an overplated opinion of yourself, but coming from Cornell, I wouldn't expect any more out of you. Why don't you take care of Crapifornia before you start peddling your crap here? Okay." <laughs> That, Just, uh, that, where do these that, people come that is from? two galaxy brains attaching each other. <laughs> where do these people come from, and why does the Oklahoma editorial board exclusively hire the shittiest people making Facebook comments on their articles to write their fucking trash? <laughs> I mean, the rest of the comments are actually pretty tame, but um, yeah, most of them seem to be like, "Well, no." Th there's you someone can't. who uses "greed over people" for the GOP acronym. Oh, also, we haven't mentioned yet. Got Jumo, him. junior Moscow officer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Paul, you figured that out. I, I Dude, Urban Dictionary cool. helped, but uh, yeah, I could. I, I did a little bit of googling, and I mean, it wasn't very successful. So I'm going with that. <laughs> Oh, and he does but, conservative. Oh God, this, <laughs> the fucking Senate, like, I don't even know if this is 
a cynical article because I think some whoever wrote this actually believes it. They like, have they to believe it. Think, it is. Yeah, they, it is they actually think that this is going to help. It is like too that you're insane. better off spending money on the shitty F thirty five planes that no one wants than like medical and, care for people. <laughs> and that somehow like making health insurance more like compet like more market based for work. Like literally one of one of the professors mm-hmm. I work closely work with with at one of my jobs is an economic historian and he's like, Yeah, literally anyone who has a degree in economics and that actually has a professorship will tell you, no, healthcare is not a market good. It is bad when it's market good. It doesn't work. Yeah, fundam- and which we fundamentally know as a kind of, like the, that's that's also how it aside from like the like the few people who make who are able to qualify for Medicare that is how it works and it's terrible for people. It's such shit, and it that's takes just, five seconds. Like, the, the only people who think that's true are people who are literally getting paid by rich people to say this. They yeah. work at a Koch Brothers University. Or at the fucking Cato shit on my face, and I'll tell you I like it because I want your money institute. Nobody likes their privatized healthcare system. Like, it's not. It's, it's the same reason why someone who gets bitten by a snake in Arizona has to pay thirty thousand dollars for the anti venom when they can go to Mexico and pay two hundred dollars for it. It's not a. It's not even a, a money saving system. It costs more money to have a privatized costs- healthcare system insane insanely higher amounts of money for insanely shittier outcomes we could like turn the, all yeah, the money the, we the, spend into healthcare money and end social determinants of health like poor housing we could give people housing and this, probably deal with most of most of those healthcare problems if we kept our funding levels at the same point this is the galaxy brainy this is a turducken of terrible takes it's like all right medicare <laughs> is bad <laughs> like that's like normal brain then like you know the privatized healthcare system is the true good is like you know the galaxy brain but then universe brain is take all the money from medicare privatize every bit of healthcare, and give that money to the military that's universe brain right there that's multiverse brain and i think <laughs> i think we just got an episode title too <laughs> Um, we we have this really cool new thing that I'm super excited about because socialism is not is not not okay. It's a double negative because you're not supposed to mail shit to those people. It's <laughs> not not just mailing shit to them. It's also getting out and getting organized. Um, and so uh, we we put out some feelings. Actual to some actual of praxis, not yeah, not <laughs> joke. Internet irony praxis that you actually shouldn't do because if we get in trouble, that would suck and we would have to end the podcast because poor. <laughs> Um, but so we're going to start just saying, you know, putting out the word for some cool socialist events going on. Uh, and I've got some stuff from Green Country DSA and Oklahoma City DSA. Um, Green Country DSA wanted me to say that thing we mentioned earlier about the break light campaign. Give me a break. That's really cool. They're on News on 6 about it. Unlike News on 6, we will say that they're a socialist organization. Uh, <laughs> we're cool. Um, but they got three events coming up this week. Um. Strategize Your City, Pulse OK on the 19th, uh, an immigration justice uh, coalition building thing on the 18th, and they're going to be marching in the Women's March on Pulse on the 20th, so you can go do stuff with them, go be a socialist at these events, you know, go meet some other socialists, go get organized there if you're in the green country area, and then Oklahoma City DSA, 
um, is going to be taking part on in the MLK Day March on the 15th. And I know that the show's probably coming out on that, so that's probably a bit late. But that's okay. You know, you should probably go to that anyways because MLK is cool. And ML MLK was a socialist, guys. Support him. And then they have a general meeting on the 21st. Um, I'm going to put links to all of these yeah. in the Reddit post to their Facebook events so that you all can figure out how to go. And once again, that Reddit post is going to be linked in the show this week. Um, and then Red Dirt Defense, which is the John Brown Gun Club affiliate here in Oklahoma, doesn't have anything this week, but they are going to have something next week, so we're going to plug that then. So keep listening to us, and we're going to start doing this every week, saying socialist stuff you can go do, because, you know, that's what it is at the end of the day. It's not enough yeah, to listen the, to a, a The a real change podcast. comes from uh, Praxis getting out there, uh, you know, meeting people, unifying creating an actual movement on the streets um yeah we're at twitter at red star over okay yeah the stuff of the subreddit will be linked but it's our red star over oklahoma soundcloud and itunes is where you can listen questions comments complaints uh anything you want to tell us over at red star over okay at gmail.com and then tell your friends and rate and review on itunes have a nice oh, week wait. guys what oh. you can do though to tell your friends is mail the oklahoma a letter that includes a link to this or send them a link to this episode so they can listen to it and that's not illegal. Yeah, you can totally do that. <laughs> you can 100% yeah. do that. Mail, mail them, yeah. spam them with our show oh, and God. with other comments, which is I, definitely an okay. Uh, we can endorse that. We can. I am so afraid <laughs> of them contacting any of us because it'll have to be me to go in person to be like, hi, I have to explain that Y'all are awful, and I'm sorry. No, we could like... send Parker, and then they'd be like, clearly, irony. Damn. <laughs> we could send Parker, and then he wouldn't make it there because his alternator was broken. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, you have a good week. Yeah. Okay, All bye, right. guys. See you next week.